Ladies and gentlemen, happiest of New Year's. Deb and I apologize for taking so long to, to do our first recording of the season. But, you know, we want to wish everybody the very best of 2023 and begin by saying that our focus this year is really on the essence of biblical theory. And we want to really get into that. And we hope that you'll find it encouraging and motivating. So let's begin right now, Deb. What are we going to open with? Well... The obvious, the world, you know, 2023 started out with such a bang, like from January to February right now, we're still in like a critical state, right? There's so many things that are happening in our world. You know, we have Donald Trump trying to get back into office. We have that massive earthquake in Turkey. And just before that, we had that nasty hurricanes that destroy so many countries in the States as well in the Caribbean. And so when we look at all these disasters and all these things that is surrounding us and the question becomes, do we not feel the presence of God in the middle of all that, all that chaoticness that's happening in our society? Do we not feel the presence of God? And not to mention just to add salt to injury. Then we had the Grammys last Sunday, which was a display of total shock to most people like you and I, who knows about the Bible and we read about all these things that is supposed to happen. So to me, what I saw on the Grammys was not a shock because just a little before the Grammys, we had the whole Balenciaga saga that happened, which is still like under the carpet. Nobody's talking about it. And now we have the Grammys and, you know, it's like, you know, Sam Smith with his devil stuff. There's about a satanic, demonic, and diabolic, all these things that is just described the Grammys this year and have everybody talking. Now, the fact that everybody's talking about it, it doesn't really help the situation because you know what I say, Jackie? First of all, as humans, we need to acknowledge that we're all sinners. And it doesn't matter whether we see it on screen, off screen, in our own personal life, we're all sinners. Nobody's perfect right? And the other thing is because we're all sinners, we're going to see a lot of these things. And the first thing we can do is to judge. We can talk about it, right? And honestly, that's not what God wants us to do because nobody's better than the next person. If, if they're saying, oh, Sam Smith is worshiping Satan. Well, if we as regular people are not doing anything that is within the will of God, we are also worshiping Satan. The lies we tell, if we steal, if we hate, you know, if we're not worshiping anything that is about God, we're worshiping Satan. And so just to bring in line, all the disasters that we're seeing around the world is primarily what the Bible talks about. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. The worst is yet to come. Hmm. Well, uh, you know, revelation makes, you know, uh, the point of, discussing what we call the end times. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it makes a specific statement about what we're in store for. But the truth is, it's begun already. And yeah. I think it started a long time ago that we've been going through times of great turbulence. And this is manifesting itself in the most obvious way, which is natural disasters. Now, the prophetic book of Revelation foretells of a level of natural disasters and catastrophes that is almost unimaginable. Mm -hmm. Okay, we see what has recently sadly happened in Turkey and Syria 
and it has the world's attention. But the truth is, all of these examples speak of the judgment of God on the earth. And it's clearly stated that nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. There will be famines, there will be pestilences and earthquakes in, in very diverse places. Now, we have to be careful how we interpret this because this is not to say that there's some doctrine of, you know, cursing and negativity, but it is the evolution of biblical thought and mm -hmm. the conclusion of, um, of actions that have been displayed on the earth and how they're going to sadly result in a very negative outcome mm -hmm. for many people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all of this is the beginning of great, great sorrow. Mm -hmm. And I think 2023 is really an indication that we're starting off maybe acknowledging some of the diseases, you know, that have kept us hostage over the past two, three years, mm -hmm. you know, uh, the terrible issues with climate change, you know, uh, the, the horrible aspect of people fighting against people. This is what politics is about now. Mm -hmm. It's it's a combative, fierce environment where you've got one side and the other. There's no agreement. There's no unity. There's no direction. And as a, as a result, countries are not producing at the right level. Mm -hmm. You know, there there is great hardship for some citizens and incredible wealth for others. And we see this polarization happening around us. So this is really, in a way, not a shock to anyone who reads God's word. Yeah. It is documented that these things are happening. Exactly. Family against family. You know, it says, you know, don't be surprised if your mother go against you or your father go against you, your brothers and your sisters, your best friend. You know, you just have to keep holding on to God nail pierced hands to Jesus nail pierced hands because at the end of the day his word shall not return void his word shall not return void as long as his word is preached at the four corners of this earth and all men I mean when you think about it who is the most viral person in the world Jesus Christ yeah, he doesn't, he, he's not working off of the likes that we all crave for here on earth. That's, that's just the, 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 the earthly pleasures that we crave, the likes and the comments and the viral. No, Jesus Christ is already viral and his word is even more viral. The only problem is a lot of us are just deflecting from it. We don't want to hear it, but his word cannot be denied. It's undeniable. Whether you want to hear it or not, it's up to you to believe. If you don't believe it, that's fine. But just know that his word shall not return void. And when you see all these things are happening, you don't come out shocked like, oh my God, what's happening? What's going on? My advice is go read your Bible. Read your Bible. And you know, it's, yeah. it's very important to make note of the fact that the number one selling book of all times is still the Bible. It's still the Bible. So either people have it in their house and it's just sitting on a coffee table, nobody's reading Collecting it. Collecting dust. Uh, you know, but whatever it is, there are many, many people who believe God's word and they find it foundational for the direction of their life. Now, a large percentage of people from maybe 18 to 35 supposedly are veering away from that that it doesn't make sense for either the lifestyle that they've chosen or they don't feel it properly addresses uh, the modern society that they want to be a part of. And I love these words, you know, um, inclusion, mm -hmm. exclusivity, mm -hmm. authentic self. Mm -hmm. We hear all of these things. But truthfully, there, in my opinion, is no other way to know who you are except to know who you are in Christ because Amen. you are an incredibly valued person. God loves you unconditionally. 
We as individuals are self-sufficient in Christ's self-sufficiency. Mm -hmm. And most importantly, if you know the Bible and you know God's word, you don't have to live in fear. No. You don't have to fear anything. And so many people, I was, I heard a quote once that Ann Landers, people would, may know her. She used to have a famous column many years ago. And she used to get about 10,000 or more letters a month. And she said the number one issue many years ago, and I think it's still true today, is that people were afraid. They were afraid of losing their money. They're afraid of losing their family. They're afraid of losing their health. But people are so afraid. People are manifesting that fear in everything that they do. Yeah, well, you know, the Bible says, be anxious for nothing. Instead, pray about everything, right? Yeah. So, um, but one of the things I really want to draw attention to is the fact that, you know, before in society, you know, as we were growing up, when before the internet, Whenever we need guidance, whenever we need anything, we go and we pray to God for it. Whether it's to heal our family or diseases or even monetary needs, we go to God for everything. And because God was a household name back in the day, right? The Bible was fundamental. It was, it was, it was, it was a guidance for everybody. And now transfer to 2000, to the 2000, they remove the Bible out of school, remove prayer out of school, remove God out of every institution. And so we're fighting now with the two G's. It's a competition with the two G's, the big G's being God and the little G being Google. So now that everybody needs something, guess what? They pick up the phone and say, Hey Google, can you tell me what and what, you know, the other day I was at work and, uh, there was this patient, he was really ill and, um, you know, the doctor went in to tell him, what happened in, with his kidneys and in front and the, and the doctor was like giving him, you know, the left and the right of it. You know what that man did? He took up his phone and he says, and he says, Google, can you tell me how to restart my kidneys? And the exact information that the doctor gave him is what Google gave him. He's like, okay. <laughs> so, you know, when you think about it, like who, who does that? Right. So it, it just goes to show how much, the world has this profound respect for the things of the world, but not of God. Like they've denied God in every single way. They don't even go to God for anything anymore. Google serve all their problems. I'm sick. Let me find out from Google how, how to remedy that. I need a job. I go to Google. I need money. I ask Google how to make the quickest money. You know what I mean? I, you know, have fantasies. Google would provide that for me. So Google has now replaced God. So the little G replaced the big G in our society. And that is, that is sad. It is very sad. Wow. Well, that's the introduction that we're going to make in terms of how we're going to direct the rest of our messages. Now, this may seem somewhat negative in terms of, you know, a kind of, aspect of hopelessness, but it's not. It's just to alert everyone and mm -hmm. wake everyone up to uh, the toxic things that are happening and that there is a predictory basis for these things. Mm -hmm. And there is a foundational aspect to what biblical thought has predicted that we must all be aware of as human beings, especially as we're, as we're moving every year closer, you know, to what is definitely described as the biblical end times. Yeah. And, uh, and even these un unprecedented time is basically speaking to you is by saying, you know, get your house in order, get your life in order, you know, because really and truly hell is just as real 
as heaven is real. You know, the devil is just as real as God is real. Because when you look at the world, you can't help but to notice evil and good, bad and good, right and wrong. There is always two sides of the coin. And you had, right about now, I feel like a lot of us, one foot is in hell and one still is on earth. And we have to make that firm stand. Where do we want to stand? Are we standing with God? Are we standing with the devil? Are we for him or are we for against him? So we have to make that decision right now. There's no lukewarmness. You got to make a decision. God or the devil? Heaven or hell? Right or wrong? There's no middle ground. It's one or the other. And from the look of it, the enemy is taking a lot of people with him. And it's sad to say that's why, you know, the broad road leads to destruction. The narrow road leads to salvation. So I just thought I'll let you guys know that whatever things that you see is happening around this world, it's, it's a lesson to learn. And also it's a preparation for you. You know, when they say a storm is coming, everybody's prepared, right? They nail up this, they, they try to secure that. This is just another way for you to secure your life and secure your place in heaven with the maker. Because when death comes, that's final and then judgment. And then you have no chance. Once you are in the grave, there is no way to return or change what you didn't get a chance to change. So it's always like, this is the appointed time. It is. And there's so much to think about when you make that statement. I mean, who, who do you want to serve as, as you've said so accurately, Deb, Uh, who do you want to follow? Whose example? And, and it's a very specific example that you don't water down. You don't change the word. You understand it. You Mm -hmm. learn to live by it and you learn to follow, you know, the message that it shows because it, shows you so much about your value. You think of all of the issues that people have with self-esteem and worth uh, would all be eliminated if people would just understand how much they are loved by God, the Father. Yeah. And that is really the essence of everything. That would show that what we need in this world is love, not to be uh, emphasizing and highlighting the things that are causing destruction and separation and isolation, loneliness, uh, you know, they're all coming from another place, but it's not God sanctioned. And I just think that a lot of us don't know our worth. And if we do know our worth, we wouldn't sell ourselves short for the temporary things. Right. Because when God, God does not make anything mediocre, everything he makes is wonderfully and favorably made in his own image. We're royal priesthood, but we don't act like that. We act like scavengers. You know, we act like you put a price on us and we're sold. You know, kind of like Judas did with Jesus. You know, you don't have to, have to ha- you don't even have to betray anybody for them to be sell. They sell themselves short, and I realized that, and I decided, no, I'm not selling myself short anymore. No, I am royal. I have value, and my value is in the eyes of the Lord. He values me, and so therefore, my my only job is to serve Him. That's right. And Our, to, to respect him by valuing yourself. Amen. Well, we hope that you find some solace with what we're saying here today, because to be honest with you, we could be preaching and talking about a lot of different things, but why not talk about something that can save your life and make you a lot more prosperous? You know, it, that name is the only name that can save you. The name of Jesus Christ, Yahshua. Amen.